Hey guys, guys. and welcome back to yet another episode of Pod Pod With Us. Us. I'm Mike. And I'm Daisy. We are your hosts. Daisy, what do we have in store for our listeners today? Well, first of all, we're going to kick it off by me saying thank you. For what? Because. To me or to the listeners? Not to you. Oh, damn. (laughs) To everybody listening out there who voted on our. uh, I'm so excited. My words are getting twisted. Who voted on our Instagram poll. We did a poll, guys, where we asked you what you thought of Mike's behavior. What do you mean, my behavior? His behavior. His behavior on our so-called date, which was not a date. Okay. Yeah. That the poll was the meeting, quote unquote. Should 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 I have paid on the meeting? Right. And the people have spoken. What have they said? They have spoken and they have said, you should have pulled out your coin, brother. You should have pulled out them coins, them notes, or that plastic. It should have been put down. That's what the people have said. Yeah, you have said it, guys. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It That's the truth. That's what the stats have said. That's what the polls have said. However, we shouldn't ignore the other voices on the polls. I mean... So people are saying it should have been Dutch. People are saying... By people, can we just clarify that it's literally like 30%, if not less? Listen, don't despise small beginnings. <laughs> Look, I, I, listen... No, I you're st- trying to wriggle your way out of scripture. My, uh-uh. Guys, listen, you know, you, you, you've heard the reason in episode two, I believe, or episode three, the engagement. You No, no, episode two, actually. Episode yeah. two. You, you heard it. I, st- I stand by my reasons. I stand by my reasons. I didn't want to lead you on. I didn't want to give you mixed messages. I wanted to make sure that it. when I said, let's continue the conversation, that I wasn't luring you under false pretenses because I wanted to finesse you and put the riz down on you. You see, this leads us beautifully into our episode today. What it's about. Because... I'm sure all the sisters out there, you've been looking at brother thinking, he going to treat me to a meal. That is your expectation. <laughs> but the reality is when the meal comes, he going to go Dutch. It's a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Clarify, is this a meeting? Or is this, or a, is this date? a date? <laughs> definitely, definitely. But yes, today we are talking about the expectation versus the reality. Yes, we are. Of marriage. Marriage. Well, in from our perspective, in our opinion, what is our expectations or what were our expectations versus the reality that we actually discovered? I think I'm going to kick it off because, you know, every, well, I wouldn't say every because I haven't spoken to every single woman out there, but I am going to say almost every woman that I've spoken to always says when it comes to marriage, when it comes to the wedding, I've been thinking about this since I was young. Mm. And I've been influenced by Disney mm. and oh, this Disney. and that and this. Good old Rapunzel, Cinderella, right? Princess and the Frog. There's the expectation that's always mm. been in your your heart, in your mind. Some women even have wedding mood boards that they've been building for how many mm, years? That be that board. in your heart, be that in your mind, be it on your actual wall in your room somewhere. Who mm. knows? But there's always been that. I've been waiting for this day and I'm going to execute everything that my heart has and mm. more plus some. Dare the man even say, 
I was thinking of wearing maybe brown for my suit or navy for my suit or cream for my suit or white for my suit and a death stare that comes across the table or the room thinking, you say what? Mm. <laughs> what say? Not the death stare. Do you have it in, what, what say do you have in this? Mm. You know how women say like, you know, they, 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 they don't want to tell you no, but it's definitely not yes. So they say things like, interesting. <laughs> 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 they say things like interesting let's um that's an interesting that's interesting yeah okay let's pin that guys when you hear that just hear your your woman basically saying that's going to get shut down and cancelled in such a way but i'm doing this for your feelings <laughs> yeah so expectation so what was your expectation um of marriage i think there were so many expectations that were shot down and so many expectations that were lived up to and surpassed mm. um i think <laughs> one of the biggest expectations was probably that because in the dating phase we got on so well mm. that automatically we were just going to gel vibe and you know sail off into the sunset as such a great amazing couple Sounds that so we were romantic. <laughs> sailing off into the distance on a yacht I don't have <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was definitely one of the expectations I think that was quickly shot down (laughs) shot down so quickly um but yeah no there were loads of expectations and i guess most of those expectations were built on a lack of experience number one and number two a lack of understanding Mm. to who we really were or weren't yet um and i think that quickly led us into understanding that in marriage it's literally two broken people coming together say that again for the people at the back <laughs> honestly because someone's gonna press minus 10 to uh, rewind that again daisy say honestly, that one more time nice and clear it's two broken people coming together mm. and you have to be able to accept the broken person that is your husband or your wife without having that sense of i need to fix you or i need to change you I need to mold you, adopt you, adapt you. All those things have to go out the window so quickly. Wow. And I think when you're dating, you naturally present, you put your best foot forward. Always. Always. Nobody comes. Always. You know, I'm going to show you the worst of me. Yeah. And even if you happen to see the worst of somebody along that journey, it's still not necessarily to their doing. Like, it's just because a situation occurred that maybe you happen to see or go through some things together. Um, And I think that's what the case was for us um, in our early marriage stages. We quickly got to see all sides of each other. (laughs) But one thing that we did, one thing that we did, I guess is more like go hopping a little bit back into the dating period. I think it was early on, wasn't it? We just opened up the closet of skeletons and said, these are mm. my skeletons. Mm. Right from the very, very beginning. Mm. I mean, even you had your, um, your what do you call it? Your deal breakers. That if I didn't have a certain something, <laughs> this was going to go no further. In another episode. Another episode, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, those, those, uh-huh, those expectations. Yeah, and I think I was going to say that a big part of, I guess, what helped us go into the whole closet and be able to pull out all those skeletons and lay them bare before each other was um, our premarital counselling, which I think was gold. Huge. Gold. Help to us. Huge help to us. And it's funny because we've done premarital counselling for, for other people, mm. but to have it um, 
to be on the other side of the of the table, as it were, huge blessing. Yeah. You know who you are, you listening. Huge blessing yeah. in our lives at that stage. Shout out to our counsellor because he was... Because you know, you <laughs> just had to take that sledgehammer and break down all those walls of expectation that Daisy was lifting up <laughs> like a high and mighty palace that ain't no person can get over. <laughs> and um, no, it was they were reasonable. Um, I think it was just... Uh, there is... And it's a funny thing, right? Because, you know, when you speak to people in general, people are educated, people are smart, people all... If I was to meet uh, uh, you, a listener, and um, have a conversation, I'm sure we would have a whale of a time um, and enjoying each other's minds and what you have to contribute to whatever topic we talk about. Mm. But there's something different about speaking to somebody who knows about marriage but is not married mm. and someone who knows about marriage and is marriage. Mm. And there's that word that, would trigger anybody listening to this call is if you know about marriage but you're not married you are naive mm. and this is not me disrespecting anybody at all but you do not have the experience of being married mm. so there's the knowledge and then there's knowledge applied and knowledge applied is called aka wisdom mm. you have the wisdom of marriage because i've tried knowledge one i've tried knowledge two and three and from the experiences and from mm. the ups and downs, the arguments, the conversations and this and that, I think knowledge two is the best way to go. Mm. So somebody might know knowledge one, two and three, but I know what knowledge one, two and three, but knowledge two is the one that works. Mm. It, th that's, and that's so key because we have, um, we, there are some basic principles that perhaps govern yeah. um, us as people in general and us as Christians, which don't change whether you've experienced it or not. Mm. They are, mm. um, they are foolproof. And then you've got the lived out experience right. of somebody who's gone through the right. journey and can tell you actually like, yes, this is the way that you should do it. But I understand the challenges that come with yeah. you having to do that. And I'm not telling you not to stand up to this or hold up this level and this standard, but I can just empathize with you and sympathize with you as well right. on how hard that may be to do it. And it's so easy. It's so easy. You know, when the Bible says, you know, in, in Ephesians 5 verse 20, 21, submit to each other in the fear of the Lord. Mm. And husbands love your wives, and wives submit to your husband. All that kind of stuff. It's, it sounds super simple as one-liners in the Bible, but when you're in the heat of a, a an argumentative battle, mm. or when you're in the heat of gosh, the pressures on me to make a key decision or something like that, mm. Daisy, how easy it is for you to practice submission, Mike? How easy is it for me to practice love? when I'm just like, we are here because something I said maybe six months ago or six mm -hmm. weeks ago and you didn't listen then and it's mm -hmm. here now and we are here because of what you have or haven't done. Mm. I've got to practice love in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. And bite my tongue and not absolutely. say the things I have an absolute sense of human justice to say, yep. but say love keeps no record of wrong. Yeah. Love is patient. Yeah. Love is kind. And yep. all of the stuff with that, I got to practice this. Yeah. And it's such a different experience, isn't it? From before you're married, you hear, like I remember watching all these um, messages and these seminars and conferences and stuff that are supposed to prepare you for marriage. And like, bless them, they do an amazing job. They do a great for job. For what it's meant to yeah. do. Um, 
And I remember listening to it and thinking, absolutely, like, I'm so ready for this. I'm so equipped for this. Like, I've got this. Like, <laughs> I've, I've heard, I've read, <laughs> I've watched. Like, I'm there. I am ready. Lord, I have embodied everything that you've said I should embody to prepare myself Which for this Which means journey. the conferences have done their job. <laughs> it's to True. give you the equipment. It's give you the tools. True. And to make you feel hopeful and courageous in yeah. going into this war zone you never know even existed. You ne- it's almost it's like literally <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like um training versus reality it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. training you, yeah, yeah. you start a new job you go in your induction uh-huh, you know they give you uh-huh. that great sense of this is what it is this is what it, these are this is our policy and procedure this is what it should be this is what you know uh, um we require of our staff and right. this is what the model member of staff is supposed to be like and right. this is our company ethos these are our core values and you leave there feeling like wow this is an amazing company like <laughs> i'm so privileged <laughs> to work here i love it you know you're so proud of yourself and then you know fast forward into like week three when you know the glitz and glams or even week month three the glitz and glam has wore off everybody now treats you as part of the furniture because they feel like you know the second role of induction has come through so you are no longer the newest member of staff on our team and suddenly you're dealing with things and you're like wow Mm. wow Mm. they did not prepare me for this Mm. you know how am i supposed to do this with that wait what wait what we only have four hours to do this all that support resources now gone to somebody else right you're on your own right right and you're like hang on a minute hello hello we only got up to you know number 10 on the induction but there's 23 (laughs) there's 23 chapters who's gonna take me through the rest of this like how how am i supposed to do this Right, right right and that's kind of how it felt a little bit it felt like now we're in the war zone we've been dropped off by the helicopter in the military we're in the middle of the war zone and you know you've given you the gun we've told yep. you how to shoot it we're told you to stay safe and we've we've told you who the enemy is <laughs> off you go go win <laughs> and don't die yeah, don't die <laughs> just survive um but no it definitely i think that's yeah that's i was quickly came to that realization and understanding that i was so ill-equipped for marriage no that's a lie actually i was very well equipped yeah that's true we were very quick we because of the marriage counseling well and yeah. the way we were raised yeah and but i think there's yeah. only so much equipping you can, can do, do. Um, the majority of the like we heard i mean this is a popular saying it probably won't be the the first time most of you have heard it and it won't be the last for sure but there is that popular saying that says that marriage is the only um institute where you receive your qualification before you right. start like day wait, one wait, cook the whole thing right because that statement is so powerful cook it put it in context when you go to school university you go through three years then at the end of it you receive a certificate when you're at work and you do a course you go through the whole thing mm-hmm. at the end of it you mm-hmm. go through a graduation you receive your certificate in marriage you do the graduation ceremony first <laughs> you do that on day one you sign your certificate day one <laughs> you get your congratulations day one right. everybody's celebrating your achievement on day, day one, one. Then comes day two. You're like, oh, wow, <laughs> we're really doing this. And you are literally learning as you go. Literally, You are learning as you go. All the equipment, I mean, well, all the things that you've just gotten a certificate for and mm. signed off in, you are learning along the way. Absolutely. So I think 
that is the design of marriage and there is therefore that means that there is only so much equipping that can be done before and also I think the biggest part of the expectation versus reality busting myths Mm kind of is because you don't fully know the person that you're dealing with until you're actually together 24 7 having to deal with life issues having to deal with certain things that's when you really know the person before you and also that person before you is changing and growing so the person that you met and you were dating a year ago two years ago three months ago whatever maybe a completely different person because they're also dealing with the changes that they've taken on the responsibilities that they've taken on. exactly and you got all those extra interpersonal things that you got to be Growing at, good at, mm. like communication skills, mm-hmm. emotional intelligence, Ooh. conflict resolution, planning, financial planning, Ooh. you know, parental planning, Ooh. all of these things. And to be top of your game, to be at the top of your game, 24-7 pretty much, mm. it's exhausting. It's exhausting. People just want to be understood because I just want to be understood. 100%. I want to say one word and you hear 10. 100%. <laughs> and even it's like, tough. literally down to the, like the basic things, one of the things that I think I'm most grateful for is from the very beginning, I think I, um, when we were at Bible study, for example, I would come with absolutely no makeup on, hair looking very basic because even things like physical um, pressures was a big thing so I'm glad that in marriage that's not something I wasn't scared of you seeing me without makeup I'm not scared of like oh my gosh if I wake up looking this way today what's he gonna think because you've seen me in my most bare basic form mm. like in regular everyday life so you seeing me like that isn't it's not it's not a problem yeah. we had had certain conversations through our marriage counseling like we had literally went through like finances and were able to share do you have any debt do I have any debt right um, what is your financial management like? How much do you make? How much do I make? How much do you, of that is spent on a monthly basis? So right. then through that, you can gauge what does this, how does this person handle their finances? Um, when you have friends. money, how do you handle it? Mm-hmm. Do you Literally. just spend everything? Do spend or it? do you hold back and say, well, hold on a second, do we question every single buy mm-hmm. or do you just buy everything? And that informs a lot because even from that, we discovered so much about each other through, for example, the way that we're raised, Mm. how we grew up informs so much of how we behave and how you treat marriage, how you are. We realized very quickly that our our upbringing was the complete opposite. Like even in finances, for example, you were raised by pretty much, um, well, similar in some senses, but very different. You were raised by your mum, majority of, your childhood and there was four boys and she had to provide for you and three other brothers whereas I was raised by myself like I don't have any siblings I'm an only child Mm -hmm. and we very much lived in surplus and it was the complete opposite for you so that informed the way in which we spent our first shopping trip when we decided to go food shopping (laughs) I just got to land this one real quick. That was a really inter- really interesting experience. It was just food shopping. We just said, let's go and get some food for the house that we were in. And then we go into the shop, we park up, go into the shop, grab the trolley basket. I forgot. What we, I think it was a trolley, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a trolley. And we're, we're going Asda. into the first aisle and I can see Daisy. She's in front of me and I'm pushing the cart behind her. I can see her. She's in, she just enters this mode. <laughs> She's got her list in her hand, or I think it was on her phone, 
and she's looking around. I can see, you know, her, her hands are all like twink, twinkle, twinkle stars. He's thinking, <laughs> where am I going to go first? Where am I going to go next? And I'm looking at her and I'm like, I said to her, our budget is this. The way that heaven and earth stopped, <laughs> she's oh, turned around and she looked at me and she just gave me one look. and said, like, don't even talk to me about budget. I'm going to get what I need when I need it because I know why I need it. Don't ever question me ever again. I looked at her and I was like, "I did not say that." By the okay, way, okay, guys. okay. This is what I thought I heard. Okay, you, she actually she Heavy actually did not say court. anything. She actually don't say anything. She just simply just said, "Well, she said nothing." And I, I was like, "You said all of that. <laughs> you, you telepathically put that in my brain." But then that was a day. That was one of the first days I realized that we are just we've got two different financial languages. Literally, to me, it was just like I had never like I had never shopped with budgets like when we go into a supermarket with my yeah. mom we just pick what we want when we like as we want it but i also think before that before you before you met me i was living by myself yeah for like two years maybe three years mm -hmm. and so there were times when there were times in the in, in a time when it was really easy to buy live my life but paying rent in london central london was was not was not cheap man yeah and there were times when money had to be had to be go go here for a reason or to be mm. in this for a reason. I'm like, this is what I have at the end of the month, and I've got to make some tough decisions. Mm. I can't just be spending what I want to spend and be like, oh yeah, there's there's a lot of money in the in the account. So when you met me, I was already in that that mental discipline of budgeting, mm. be smart, be reasonable, mm. delayed gratification. Uh, and so when I went into the shop, I automatically went into that mode of like, there's a budget. And you were like, what are we talking about? <laughs> budget who? Budget what? Budget what? Budget when? Budget what? So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, go on, go on. But even, yeah, that was like another light bulb moment where that's just something that I would never think to discuss because in my mind it was like, well, this is normal. This is how I do things. Right. This is how everybody does things, yeah. surely. And from you, it's like, well, this is my normal. This is how I presume that everybody does things. And that's marriage, isn't it? Marriage is, it is. the practice. I believe, we believe, you believe the Christian practice of two becoming one, one. flesh. Yeah. So the two, the two different proclivities, mm -hmm. the two different habits, the two different ways of doing things, mm. the way that I've always done things is mm. saying, okay, what can I just let go? What can I merge? Mm. And what new thing can we create from the two? It's like, how Absolutely. do we function as one? It's like, I, I walk into the shop and I know exactly what this is going to do. Mm. Guys, you've probably seen this on probably your your your, your feeds on some, some social media platform, but there's that meme that goes around where uh, one guy was saying, the reason why I hold my wife's hands in, in, in the shopping <laughs> because it's, it's, eco so it's economically viable, it's economic, economical control before she goes off in one direction, comes back with a basket full of goodies. And I'm thinking, <laughs> why, is, why do we come to spend... You know, seven ninety nine on on a on a bar, <laughs> and we're now spending seven hundred and ninety nine on a whole <laughs> a whole passageway re remake and remodel. Uh, so that's funny stuff. Because so whenever Daisy goes in, I, I instinctively let go of her hand because Daisy, the way she, when she shops or when she moves in in these places, I'm like she she's she's just a different person. Not not a bad. She's just Daisy moves into like I know I will like it when I see it. Mm. So when she sees it, it's like, oh, what did, what did you say? This is giving. Mm. This is giving. And I'm like, What's it, what is it giving? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I'm like, oh, we need a clock <laughs> or we need a lamp. I'm mm. like, let's get this. She's like, mm. 
nah. It's just not giving. I'm like, giving what? <laughs> we said we wanted this is the colour theme. This is the colour type. This is the style we're going Guys, for. Guys, back me up here. You all know what I mean. You know, when you see something, you're like, it's giving. Like, you just know instantly. It's tired of that. It is. It is. It's it giving. Is. Giving what? It's I don't giving know nothing. how to explain it, but you just know. Like, I get yes, it. it's I giving get that. Yes, from. it's giving that va va boom. Do you know what I say? That, I don't know if it'll trigger the room, but I said to Daisy, uh, is this you having a conference call with your ovaries? Oh my gosh. <laughs> conference call with your womb. Is this them moving in the depths and bowels of womanhood that talks it's to you? It's nothing this way? to do with that. For goodness sake. Look at your face. It's got everything to do with it. No. But yes. Nonetheless, um, yeah, you're it's, right. It's, yeah, so it's about becoming one. It's about it me is. understanding what are your instincts, mm. what are your insights, what are the things that are unspoken that I start to tune into. So whenever we walk into a shop, whenever we walk into uh, a food place, whenever we walk into a restaurant, whenever I'm planning a date night, whenever, whatever, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty much tuned in what you are into. Mm. so I can plan ahead like one thing that I feel like I'm winning good points on my good husband points is we're going somewhere I'm surprising you you might see I saved a date in the calendar mm. I'm keeping details hidden obviously and I will like guys we, we do this thing where we do a date night and then at the in the address bar rather than put the address where we're going we will put a hashtag two hashtags and one hashtag will be like you know um, uh, sweet and smart mm. another hashtag could be you know, fun and sway. Mm. Or, uh, the, the combination is not, not important, but it's just that we'll put hashtag to give you clues mm-hmm. to say, this is what you got to wear. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of energy you're going to be giving. This right. is the hair or the shoes you're going to be wearing. You don't be wearing high heels to a fun and sweaty event. Right. You never know. Uh, and so I've never, from Daisy's, um, you can say it on, on, on record now, have I ever let you down when it comes to you've worn the right outfit and the right shoes for the right event at the right time for the right reasons? Only on our first ever date, but since then, no. So for the last 10 years, <laughs> I'm 99.99999% successful. I mean... <laughs> you said it on the first date. It's yeah, been 10 years. It's yeah. been plenty of dates ever it's since. It's been nine years. We haven't hit 10 yet. Oh, okay. Don't be premature. I want to celebrate 10 when Listen we get to 10. Listen, prophet saying, man. <laughs> catch it. You know, catch it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm probably like belaboring the point that it's marriages, the practice of two becoming one. So, yeah. yes, you have your ways of doing things, but it's asking yourself on a daily basis, what can I let go of mm. and what can I embrace so I become closer to my spouse? Absolutely. Closer to my wife in such a way that we are now becoming indistinguishable in our thoughts, yeah. indistinguishable in our appetites, indistinguishable in our affections, yeah. indistinguishable for our wants and aspirations in, in, in life together. Yeah. And we think as one. So when you're by yourself, you know exactly what I how I'd react to something and same thing for you. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's also remembering that, like, obviously marriage... As an institution, marriage as a beautiful, as a beautiful union it is, um, based on biblical principles, is meant to mirror our marriage or rather Christ's marriage to the church. So it's also understanding yeah. that as a as the bride of Christ, we are so far from perfection. It's an absolute joke. True story. We are so far from perfection. Like we show up every day like you know, not even close 
to, I'm sure, what his original design and desire for us was. Yeah. Yet he still loves us. Yeah. Yet he still gives us 100%, even when we show up with that 3%, 4%, 10%. Say that again, he David. He still shows up with 100% and doesn't withhold back from us. You know, so, you, you know exactly uh, that, that I say the same thing that you, you've just said. You know, Christ loving the church. Um, apologies, I know I just interrupted you. You were just mid-sentence. <laughs> so I know you're... You're exercising a lot of patience right now, but I had to agree with you on this point with such emphatic, I had to just interject, baby. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry, on. baby girl. Um, but yeah, you know, it, how does Christ, you know, Christ, Christ, uh, sorry, husbands loved your wife as Christ loved the church and gave his life for her. How did he give his life for her? And there's other places in, in the Bible that illustrate how he did that. Romans is a good place to start where, you know, while we were yet still sinners, mm. Christ died for us. Mm. And so when the Bible speaks about um, homarchaeology, speaks about anthropology and the effects that sin has on us, he's, it, sin has killed us. Mm. The wages of sin is death. death. We are Absolutely. dead in our sins. We are dead <clears throat> to anything that allows us to exercise spiritual um spiritual insights um speaking to god being involved you know hearing the gospel all these things we're dead mm. can something that's something that's dead here no can something that is dead see no you're, you're dead you're inanimate you have no life in you mm. so while we were in that while we were zero percent christ died for us mm. he gave a hundred percent didn't have to come and die for anybody if god let the whole world slide into hell he's completely just according mm. to the doctrines of christianity so the fact that he died for us means that he gave 100%. So as one illustration of how I should love you is that where you give me, potentially you will give me on a particular day, in a particular hour of that day, zero. I mean, you're giving me smoke. You're smoking mm. up the whole house. I mean, you're fire. I feel like, wow. I am commanded to love you 100%. I yeah. cannot withdraw because you've disrespected me or you've said something that is out of turn or, you know, you've, I'm, I'm like, I have every right to give you the silent treatment. I have every right to just, I, I've got to treat you with love. Doesn't mean that I can't say anything back to you, mm. but whatever I say back to you needs to be completely soaked in love. In love. Yeah. In a way that I'm dying in the moment, dying to my pride, dying to my ego, dying to anything that says, I want to hurt you back. Yeah. And I'm going to snap back at you because I know I can yeah. and I really want to. But how do I die to myself so I can love you? So you've just triggered a whole sermon in mm. me to come out. But <laughs> back to you, babe. Well, Thanks for allowing me to, to speak in that moment. I know you have something on your mind. No, that actually is still in line with exactly what um, I was going on to say, which you've pretty much said, which is the beauty of that is understanding that, that even in those moments when... Um, we reflect on our relationship with Christ and his marriage to us as a church and him still giving a hundred percent. Um, it helps us to inform us that exactly as you've said, we still need to give a hundred percent to the person that you're married to. So even in our state of brokenness, it was just that <clears throat> understanding that the reality of marriage <laughs> is <laughs> I still have to show up <laughs> even when I don't feel like it, <laughs> when I feel like you don't deserve it. I still have to show up as a hundred percent of a wife. Like I don't get to say I'm going to be 50% of a wife today. And I think we both realized that very quickly on. 
and you bust that reality. I mean, the expectation of it is that he's going to be amazing all the time. And even in those moments when he's not amazing, I'm going to be able to handle it. And then the reality is actually when he's not amazing, you're not always going to be able to handle it. But even in those moments when I feel like I don't want to handle it or I can't handle it, I still have to show up 100% as that wife that loves, honors and respects you. Like that's, that's marriage. That's what I signed up for. That is the covenant. And that is the certificate that I signed my name on to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a breathe, guys. Let's let's, let's breathe. Let's have a sailor moment because that I think is one, a part, not in total, but a part of the high call of marriage. Mm. Christian marriage that follows what the Bible outlines in in its relationship, as we see the relationship prescriptively and descriptively mm. of Christ and the church. Um, you know, the submission thing and then the loving thing, the respect thing and the understanding things. And guys, there's even parts in the Bible where God puts so much protection and grace on the wife where if a man, if a husband rather, harbors bitterness in his heart towards his wife, his God says that he's bounce back. Come on now. <laughs> so if you are in the marriage and you your wife is just giving you reasons to to be bitter or you haven't forgiven, forgiven, sorry, because bitterness is just basically un- unresolved un- un- unresolved forgiveness. Unresolved unforgiveness. I'm not sure if you can put two double negatives in a sentence like that, but essentially if you are harboring the next day and the next month and the next year actions and words that she has said that you are holding bitterness to God's like yo until you resolve that in here no prayer mm. so you're out here praying you're shandying you're, you're fasting God's like you ain't resolved that mm. I am not hearing your prayer so and I think that's mm. sorry to interrupt you but I think that it. is also a huge um, reality of marriage that wasn't in the expectation is just realising how deep marriage is right. and that may sound silly and a bit naive um, and to a degree I I personally was quite naive when we got married. I mean, I was only 24. So there there was that naivety in me not understanding quite just how deep marriage goes, mm. like how interwoven it is into everything that we do from that point on, from the point that we say I do and understanding the weight and gravity it carries, just like you said, as a husband, understanding that, wow, like your relationship to God is impacted by how you treat your wife, how you decide to behave and conduct yourself within marriage, that impacts your relationship with God and likewise for a wife, but also even as a wife, understanding like there's that scripture, I I believe it's in 2 Peter, I could be wrong, but speaks of like how a wife gains back her husband by that just gentle, lowly sense of um, prayer and Um, the way in which you conduct yourself, not that harsh, um, catty, bite back, like snappy responses, which trust me, I have for days. <laughs> but that is not what wins over my husband's wa- my husband's heart. But it's more that quiet, gentle spirit. It's that sense of um, submission. It's that sense of honoring God and the way that I behave towards God, my relationship with God, also speaking to him and him seeing that mm. and being like, wow, look at the way she she adorns herself for God in her attributes, in her character, in her behavior. That's like, wow, that's what I want. And that's something that 
I didn't think of that's something that you know things like that society doesn't push out like we said at the beginning when when you think of what your idea of marriage is based upon um unfortunately for me I can only speak for myself I don't know for others but mine sadly wasn't actually based on the bible Mm. it wasn't based on the word Mm. my idea and my expectation of reality was based on society it was based on what I had seen in Hollywood what I had seen in movies what I'd seen in shows what I'd seen in my family and what happened before me what I had grown up experiencing and watching what was happening around me on the church very little of it was based on what does the bible say what does God say about the institution that he created that he brought forth into this world that he placed into being Mm. What does he say? And I think that was a huge part of where we go wrong with our expectations is because to begin with, they're based and rooted in the wrong thing. Even looking at other couples, like now I realize how foolish it is to compare because what's going on in another marriage can never happen in this marriage because we're two completely different people live in completely different circumstances. So it's never going to be the same. So, so much of um, our expectations are rooted from the very wrong foundation to begin with. True story. And and not all that glitters is gold, right? Absolutely not. And we've, we've learned with the privilege that we've had to stay in contact with other married couples and building that trust with them. And we hear the stories, we hear the the, the internal, sometimes secret struggles of marriage is mm. tough. It's tough. It really is tough. We, I think we say that like almost every, there's not a week that goes by <laughs> where we don't say, man, marriage is hard. It's, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most common phrases in our household. I genuinely say to myself, like, God, if, if I didn't have you as my anchor, if mm. I didn't have your word as a guide, in these matters, mm. I, I wouldn't survive it. Mm. I, there's been, guys, I'm being serious. There's been times of, I've been like, I'm done. I, mm. I want to just take off the ring and just dash it across the road. I'm like, literally, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, but I'm like, mm-mm. We I made a covenant through thick and thin, you know, for richer, for poor, for better or mm. for worse, in sickness and in health, I will have and hold you. Mm. And I need to be able to embrace the, the, the worst Daisy, mm. as well as the best kind of Daisy. Absolutely. Because I am responsible for the ear of salvation. And I think that's why God places so much uh, protection over the ears of salvation that are wives in marriage, mm. um, women in marriage. He, he put so much protection on that because I've been given a responsibility to be a part of your stewardship to be a part of your Christian formation. Mm. I've been given the responsibility to make sure that you're washed with the word. Mm. So, you know, that spiritual leadership of my home, I'm going to make sure that, I, you know, I'm I'm tuned into that and I'm, I'm doing that. Mm. And so at the end of the age, when he comes and cracks the sky again, stops time and says, now it's done. I'm calling everyone's name to justice. He's going to say, what did you do with Daisy? I'm like, I did the best I can with your ear of salvation. Mm. I was just a custodian of your child. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm. when we get to heaven, uh, marriages will will cease to exist because the marriage to the Lamb will be the preeminent and only one. Yeah. But uh, that's my role. That's my job yeah. here. And, you know, the role um, of what the Bible says about what, um, what a husband is, pfft, when you get down into it, um, and I don't think we've even reached the bottom, even a quarter of the way down to what really these worlds are about, you begin to discover the high calling of, of a wife, 
the high calling of, of a husband mm. and the importance of playing your role mm. in that you know it's it's all well and good saying oh i can do what you can do and we can do each other's role yeah of course you can but is it smart mm. is it is it efficient mm. does it make sense you're built a certain way i'm built a certain way occupy that space mm. complement each other have each other's back as a man, I'm going to stand, I'm going to give leadership, provision, and I'm going to just do what I've got to do. Mm. You as a woman, you do what you got to do. There's sometimes Daisy, like, it could be random times during the day, it could be when you wake up in the morning, or I could be watching you talking to somebody, or I could be watching you on the phone, and you're just, I'm like, wow, the capacity that she has to to talk to people and and I can see what she's already gone through during the day. Your I've just seen her. I look at you sometimes. I'm like, wow. I'm amazed. I'm like, I could not do what you've just done. Oh, babe. No, for real. <laughs> no, for real. I look at it. I'm like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow. You know? I think the last time I did that, we was at the Christmas party for our church. And everybody was doing their thing. And everybody was there. Everyone was looking nice. And there was a time when I just looked. I just looked at I just caught. You caught my eye. No, you caught my you caught my eye, but you weren't looking at me. You was doing your thing. I was like, I I've genuinely got the best woman here, because I, I'm looking at you and thinking, mm, mm, mm. not just because you look scrumptious, and you look yummy. Oh gosh! But I was like, wow, look at your grace. Look at how you carry yourself. And I'm like, that's I have the privilege of being your husband, and. Praise it's God. every day it's every day it's like as you said in the you know a couple of episodes ago i made the decision and intentional decision to choose you i choose you today because you've changed um and we grow in our marriage yeah etc etc as we kind of like wind down the episode today i think one of my one of my learns is it's so complex marriage is complex becoming one is a complex process and it's always good to have shared a shared common value shared common playbook on how you are going to live out your values of marriage for us that's the bible for us that's the uh, graces of christianity um that we use to practice leadership um, of one another mm. submission to one another mm. we practice you know the values of forgiveness and the values of you know decision making and all of these things. So for me, marriage is marriaging. Marriage is But marriage. it's marriaging in a way that I'm I'm loving it. You know, there's mm. been some difficult times. I mean, we've had some real dark times. Yeah. But there's been some amazing, beautiful some times bright, I've bright never seen before. Times. Yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing. Um, and it continues to be amazing by God's grace. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining guys. We've come to the end of another episode. <laughs> Uh, look out for the next ones coming out in a couple of weeks so uh, stay subscribed let us know your thoughts on this episode and watch out for another episode of Pod, Pod With, With Us, Us.